welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- it's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyric ever. It's like stuffing the sock in your pants and you got nothing else to tell me. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast yet again, and Happy New Year, guys. First episode of the new year, and we are going to summarize our top five favorites from 2021. You guys ready to do this? Absolutely. How about you, Anthony? You, uh, do you have a tagline for this? I don't know. What you I, I don't have a tagline for this one, man. Uh, <laughs> who really knows? But yeah, Happy New Year. Hope everybody had a happy, happy I, I got holidays. a tagline for you. Ready? Oh, my. Ah, yeah. Sorry. Classic. <laughs> All right, good enough. Sorry. Can't get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> get that out of here. Get it out of here. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had to play it at some point. I was like, All right. I, I, I captured that for a joke, and I was like, yeah, this is as good as any right here. Tag as good as any. That's good. Exactly. All right, so we've had a couple weeks to <laughs> review and think about our top five albums. Now, mine has... My top five has, uh, I think, what you guys will find to be a couple surprises in there, and and a couple you would absolutely expect me to pick. So it's not going to be tremendously groundbreaking, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have picked this year. I kind of know, I kind of know a couple of these things. I'm pretty sure we've got at least one of these on all our record, all our list. So we'll see. I'll how say there's out. one album that we all have on the top five. I'm, I'm not I, sure anything I else falls in that category, but. And, uh, yeah. I figured, I figured. All right, well, let's start this thing off. My number five album, we're going to do the countdown. So number five for me this year is simply one of the greatest bands of all time, one of my favorite bands of all time. It's Iron Maiden's Somewhere in Time. Great pick. You know, I think this one falls on it, and you guys, we all shared our top five, or top music that we listened to out of the year. Must, this song we just played, Wasted Years, was my number one song on my playlist this year, believe it or not. For 2020. For 2021, for Spotify. That's pretty good. Pretty good. That's you pretty said good. Uh, you said this year a couple of times. Or, I meant, sorry, song. 2021, for the <laughs> past few Didn't want to past. confuse anybody. I love Maiden. I'm glad we reviewed this album, um, and Wasted Years is absolutely one of my favorite tunes by these guys, and it 
it seems like the older I get, the more relevant this song becomes lyrically to me. It's I, amazing I how yeah. the it's amazing how I just like you know what. I just got to look forward to tomorrow and stop worrying about anything I may have missed out on in the past or what exactly. I may have done in the past. I love it lyrically. And guys, and I think we all had a fairly good review of this entire record, if I remember correctly. Um, it's just one of those things. That's why it made my top It's my top five this year. You know, Jimmy, that song, if you listen to the Brian Adams version, he does an acoustic version of it. And oh, he yes, really, it really captures. <laughs> yeah, he really, the lyrics, when you hear those lyrics done acoustically, and you take away sort of that punchier it gives beat. A, it gives a darker vibe. A little to it. darker meaning to it. It's like Born in the USA from Springsteen when he does his acoustic all by himself. It's right. a much darker song than the original album. So it's funny how songs can be changed like that just by simply, you know, tuning them down a little bit. So right, right. Amazing That's song. True. All right, Chris, uh, what's your number five? Well, I want to start by saying that uh, mine's kind of a mix of things that either surprised me that I liked. I'm, I'm not going to say these are my top five albums of the year, but I will say they're the, the top five that left some sort of impression, either surprised me on how much I liked them or something that might've been like a formative album that kind of created like what I, I don't know, my sound profile, if you will, what I, what the kind of stuff I like to listen to these days. So this first album, I'm just going to play it. I'm going to give like a review. I'm not going to like just tell you what it is off the bat, but I'll play a song off of it and then I'll kind of get into it. So here's my number five. Okay. Nice. Good start. Nice. coming in with a thrash classic oh my god <laughs> well here, here's the thing guys when i listened like I, I was aware of megadeth for years i'm not sure i ever like gave them a real solid listen back in the day but this album man it's the guitar work is so good on it i mean it's 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 dare i say as good if, or not better than metallica in, in some spots i mean you can tell this guy was metallica's original guitarist because he can crush it uh i mean it kind of had like a kill them all vibe to it to me in, in spots. There's definitely like that gallop that you get from old school Metallica on this. And I kind of, Dave Mustaine's vocals, man, at first it's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But like over time, it kind of like grows on you. He, the man somehow sings with a smirk, you know, if that, if that makes sense to you guys, it's just kind of like, but it, it, it fits the music. Uh, a tip of the cap to of the cap to the artwork on this as well, because it almost has a, a maiden feel to it. You know, you got those jets coming in, bombing the uh, United Nations on <laughs> that. And, and who's their, uh, I know it's not like Iron Maiden has Eddie. What's their uh, character's uh, Vic Rattlehead, name again? Yeah, Rattlehead. 
Is yeah. it Vic Rattlehead or just Vic Rattlehead? And one more You're bonus right. on this. I don't know if you guys remember. You may, you may not. But the night we reviewed this is the night my father-in-law passed away. And I was sitting at home. We were going to cancel the episode. And I was like, you know, it really kind of was therapeutic for me to get on and talk about this. My, my wife was staying with her mom at night. I was here all by myself. And it was just like, I don't want to just sit here and not do anything. And so I called you guys. So like, let's go ahead and do it. I'd, I'd just as soon do this tonight, you know. So right. you know, it kind of holds a special wow. place for that as well. But, yeah top five for me it was a great album and it it uh it impressed me quite a bit so that's awesome man awesome anthony how does your number five start this list off well uh i kind of did like chris did i I didn't pick the maidens the leopards the teslas because i know those albums i love them they're always gonna be on you know top five for me every year i picked the ones that really kind of stood out to me the ones that kind of had a big impact on me the ones that just sort of i don't know you know just this got me in a way so we're right. going to play the song and then get into yeah. it or yeah, go ahead and play the song then. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I wrote a few notes out, and I'm going to kind of run off of those. Um, I wrote that I, I really enjoyed listening to it. Uh, I hadn't visited in a long time, so it was kind of nice going back and reviewing it again, diving back into some of these songs. The guitar work, Diamond Dave, just fantastic. It's the best Van Halen album that Van Halen never did, personally. <laughs> yeah. uh, the guitar licks were amazing on that. Tobacco Road is a standout. Ladies Night in Buffalo. The hits were around there. Even that one song with that Mighty Mouse mentions has really grown on me a lot, too. I've grown to like that one a lot as well. You know, and I just, when I was doing this list, I was like, Tobacco Road, that kept popping into my head. I was like, I just need to pull that song. But yeah, that's a top five for me because it was just a real fun revisit to go back and listen to that again. Because I had that when I was younger and I had listened to the entire album in a long time. I'd heard the big hits all the time on my playlist, but. Finally, diving back in was really fun, so I awesome, enjoyed man. that a lot. So. Killer record. Killer yeah, record. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, hit my number four, Chris. Let's see what you picked for me. Anthony, you're going to enjoy this one, by the way. <laughs>
You know, <clears throat> Wasp's first album, Wasp, this record is on my list similarly to what Anthony said. We dug this thing out, and I hadn't listened to it in years, and I just threw this out last year, and I thought... We started last year off with this record, if I'm not mistaken, or it was, yeah, it was the a, second one, one of the no, two. That was the first one. That was the first one. And we kicked the year off the banger that has stuck with me throughout the year. I hadn't listened to this one in, in quite a while. I had listened to the hits, but I hadn't listened to this album through and through in a long time, and it was a pleasant surprise. And honestly, I still will defend the comment that I had in the original podcast that they were underrated. I realize there's there, still are. There's shit, yeah. you know, the, the whole thing that they did, I get it. They were trying to be a shock factor there, but they were talented. Blackie has a unique voice that fits his music style perfectly. I'm a huge supporter of what they, their sound, their style, and the changes they made over the years. Although I hadn't revisited this one, I had gone back to listen to that's, uh, The Last Command and Inside the Electric Circus over and over times over the years. And of course, they got, a, you know, what I don't know, a dozen albums or something, but those two had always stuck with me and I had always left the first album out and I'm glad we went back and hit this one. It just, it struck a nerve with me and it really did, you know, reverberate throughout the year with me. So, you know, what can I say? Blackie Laws, thank you for this record. <laughs> this was a great one. And I'm glad we started the year off with this one. Hey, Chris, should I do my number four? Yeah, let's go ahead and switch it up. <laughs> I'll let you do your number four on this one. <laughs> Here we go. The same album. <laughs> Please you tell ready? me it's the, the other song I chose. This is my other song I picked, Anthony. Ballot boy loves his ballads. Anthony, that is fantastic taste, sir. I'm glad to see it made your top five. Wow. It did. It did. And that you was know, my second choice in songs, just so you know. That was a great one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pick play either this one or this one. I was like, well, Anthony's already picked the other one, so I'm picking this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's like the David Lee Roth Edelman smile. It, it's a, it was a great revisit. I never listened to Wasp as much as I probably should. Uh, but yeah. This is our first review in 2021, and I had this high, lofty hope of writing down my top five albums as the year went on, just moving them around. And this was right there at number one for until about March, and then I stopped doing it. But it stayed there, and it's consistently <laughs> stayed there. And it would probably would have been number one if it wouldn't been a few more that came before it throughout the year. This was just a fabulous listen. And even going back and... I had a little bit of knock on bad in school days. They didn't seem as strong. Sure, sure. But I've really gotten into those songs a lot now, too. And they come on, I'm like, wow, those songs are really strong, really good. So they're in a dud on that album. Even the Animal song that we kind of excluded. Is, we excluded that one. <laughs> is amazing, too. It's it's pure wasp through and through. It is, and it is. This is a band I really should dive into more. I hate that I really haven't. Because every time I listen to this album, I'm like, this is so freaking good. It's ridiculous. So right. this was a nice visit. And I was glad... Jimmy picked it last year, so wow, yeah, definitely. 
Awesome. Well, I'll Chris. piggyback off that and say I was going to pick Wasp as well, but you guys picked the two songs I would have pulled, so I was just like, eh, it's, a bunch it's covered enough. I'm going to give a different band a nod on this, but I definitely awesome. planned to pick them early on as well, so this didn't work That's out awesome, for me. Man. You guys ready for my number four? It's totally different from this. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. I saw your lips tremble as you said your vow And I knew the meaning Of every tear That fell on your gown Sing it Conway No one suspected And I'll never tell That I made you a woman for somebody else I met you over You probably made a lot of women this time Magic voice. Peeled <laughs> a mini penny. Tell you what, that, that voice alone probably dropped a few panties, man. That, just that little little small inflection in his voice. <laughs> That's funny, man. So, obviously, it's Conway Twitty was my number four. That album surprised me a lot because, and I will say this, and Anthony, you made the point when we talked earlier in the week, the last song of this album is just pure garbage, but everything else is really good. Now, you know, you were like, I kind of knock it because of that, and I get that, but it still surprised me quite a bit because I didn't really, I can't say I realized how good he was, and I remember I kind of like went through my notes on that album, and there were things, okay, it was like, if, if you remember... Uh, there's a bit of like country crooner in this. There's a bit of rock. There's a bit of like Tom Jones vibe going on. And there's even like a Buffett. There was like a Changes in Latitudes cover yeah. basically on yep. this album. So like it it went a lot of different directions. And most of it was stuff I really enjoyed. I mean, Tight Fin Jeans is on that. That was a huge hit back in the day. Um, and you know something else? I'm going to point this out. Jimmy, I don't know if you remember. This was originally an album called Mr. T. It's back yes. on Spotify. Mr. T what? is on Spotify now. Yeah, I know. When I was pulling the, the clips, it's because I was like, of us. I'm pretty sure it's because of us. <laughs> they might have said, "Hey, there, there's a mistake here." <laughs> so it's no longer called Redneck and Love Making. Well, they're both on there. Yeah, it's still. Um, it's just got the original yeah. order of the music. I'm sure. You know, yeah, it, it could be That's this true. whole thing going on in our society where the word redneck is starting to get a negative connotation. Maybe they're trying to get away from that a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, Everything yeah, going on. I mean. Well, no, nah, because they canceled that a long time ago. I mean, that, that, oh. that's that been off of Spotify, but it's back on now. If you look, it's on there. So, Well, my friend, yeah. I am looking to see if not only is it on there, but I'm going to check and see if it's back on Apple Music. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they're pretty PC over at too. Apple. They may, they, <laughs> my gosh, it is on Apple Music now. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess there might have been some kind of uh, contract dispute <laughs> with the record fate, label but or I've something. Got I don't know. Conway Twitty up top there. Oh, my God. I got you. 
Well, Mr. T has a different album listing, a different song listing, too. It's different it, song it is, listing, that's right. Yeah, it's different. It just got a different it's the same song. We went through it. I mean, it's the same songs, different song order. That's awesome, guys. I wonder, did they cut that wow. sappy-ass song off the end on Mr. T? Is that is that on that yeah, album, Love too? Salvation's on the end of this, by the way. So that's where it's no, supposed to be. That's a great love one, salvation. Yeah, that's where it was supposed to be, like that's I said where, during the review. That's on Mr. T. I can't remember the yeah. name of the the turd at the end of, of your Your one, garbage but. fire on the end of the other one? It is called, um, oh, shoot. I'm already taken. I'm already, I'm already taken. <laughs> it's probably in the middle of the album on Mr. T. I bet. Hopefully, well, this is not on Mr. T. You know, it's on there. <laughs> yeah, it's well, anyway, that was my so, number four. Yeah, uh, yeah I thoroughly wow. enjoyed that one. And it surprised me. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give That's it a awesome, nod. Chris. Fantastic. All right, guys. So we're going to move to my number three. Chris, um, hit this bad boy. What a year. We roll out some ZZ Top. We lose one of the greatest bassists in the band of all time. There was no way I was going to exclude this record, not because it is new to me. It's because this is something I have listened to throughout the years. It's because the reaction both of you guys gave me once Chris had selected this, and at the end of it, I was more shocked than anything. I am so happy you guys grew an appreciation for ZZ Top. I can't say it enough, and... That transition, by God, between waiting for the bus and Jesus just left Chicago is one of the greatest transitions which in was, rock and blues history. Which was a mistake from what we remember from our episode, from what I remember. Correct. Yeah. Is that not? But it, it fits so perfect. And when they play yeah. this live, they do the exact same thing. And it's yeah. so great. Man, guys, this one simply made me smile as Chris made the pick that night throughout the next week and then the next the following week as well whenever we went to another ZZ Top. Yeah, we went from Trace Hombres to Eliminator. So Yeah. So nonetheless, guys, um this for anybody that listened to our podcast, I hope that was one of your favorite episodes because this one did bring pure joy to me. And like I said, this isn't one that I wasn't unfamiliar with and hadn't been listened to. It's just one that still makes me smile to this day. Chris. Well I'm not going to spoil too much, but I will say this isn't the last time you're going to hear from this album. <laughs> so <laughs> keep keep it. Yeah, this absolutely made an impression on on us for sure. All right, my number three. I'll go ahead and play it right now.
So I definitely have to get some blues rock on this uh, episode. And honestly, for me, this was not a surprise. This is something I listened to a lot when I was younger. Uh, but I, I do credit this for being kind of like a formative album for me, for like getting me into the blues rock genre, if you will, because this is one of the first bands that just coming out of high school that they kind of ever listened to that had that sound, I guess. Uh, I know there's a lot of stuff before it, but you know, just when you're a kid, you listen to what's on the radio and what's popular. And this was popular right around the time we were graduating high school. Uh, you know, Chris Robinson, just unbelievable vocals. I mean, he's, he's got such a soulful voice. You can't replace that guy. The guitar, the tone, and the slide on that is just fantastic. The whole album. And this album is one they tour on to this day, just from beginning to end. It was so popular for them. Uh, great album, man. Shake Your Money Maker from Black Crows. I don't think I ever said that one. <laughs> Maybe we need to start saying this is the album where I'm talking about. But yeah, loved it, man. Uh, it's my number three pick. Awesome, my friend. Awesome. Let's hear Anthony's. What what we got here for number three for Anthony? Give me a hit. Yep. Hit it. For a rainy Sunday, yeah, that was a. You know, I was thinking about our three picks. You had ZZ Top, you had Black Crows, the Eagles. You could actually just listen to all three of those back to back to back, and they would flow perfectly together. It's kind of strange how they all lined up like that. Um, yeah, this was an easy pick for me, man. Number three, I knew this album a little bit going into it before I picked it, but I really just super enjoyed deep diving this album because before this. I was always more just a greatest hits Eagles fan, you know, one of those sure. just, you know, I never really dove into any of their albums much and something I probably should do more of, but it was really fun diving into it and getting the history behind it, learning stuff about it, hearing Jimmy's history on the Eagles, which I had no idea going into it, how, how deep he is ingrained with the Eagles was kind of fun to learn too. So yeah, this is a pretty easy pick. Eagles That's Desperado. Awesome. We keep forgetting to mention the albums, but Eagles Desperado. Maybe in <laughs> our description we could just yeah, list, our, my list the top five. Chris, top five, my top five, your top five. So anybody gets a little lost, they can. That seems know. like a good idea. Absolutely, man. We can take care of that. Yeah. So it's a great awesome. album, man. Awesome. A lot of great songs on there too. And then their big ones are on there too. Desperados on there. Tequila Sunrise. Oh, yeah, a couple massive. of them just the home runs. Wow. Yeah, so. Wow. All right. Well, let's move us up to our number two kids. Mine, Chris. Play this.
All right. Speaking of surprises for me this year, whenever uh, Chris picked this record, I was in total denial, I guess you could say. I wasn't <laughs> expecting this one to be as good as it was. I hadn't heard it in God knows how many years. I, I, just like you were saying with the Eagles, Anthony, I was a greatest hits guy with Boston, but my God, this album's a home run. Yeah. Holy crap. <clears throat> as a matter of fact, it made me want to go back and learn these riffs on guitar, of which wow. I did because they're just so – it's so pure – vocally outstanding his transitions simply the song the transitions between the slow and fast was fantastic i you know i can't i can't preach enough of how great this album was and 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 how how much it made me go back and realize what i of course i've missed tons and tons of stuff over the years but i really missed out on this record back whenever you know i was in my younger days and and learning and learning about music and trying to expand my horizons and taste in music so this was an absolute home run I couldn't thank you enough for this pick, Chris. This is fantastic. You're very welcome. What's your number two, brother? <laughs> All right. You guys ready for this? <laughs> hey, pick. This is Bob Seger Night Moves, right off the bat. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. When we picked this album, I picked this album. I enjoyed it immensely, man. I And, and I'll tell you, I remember sitting on my back deck about two years ago and, and talking with Anthony on the phone. And he was like, you guys need to listen to this album. It's great. And it was before we'd even had the podcast going. And, you know, we tried this in a different format years a long ago, time ago. Right. And it really YouTube. inspired me to get <laughs> you guys together and say, hey, guys, let's start this thing back up again. I miss talking music with you guys. And and for whatever reason, we didn't pick this album anytime soon. <laughs> we kind of like went in a different direction. But it always was in the back of my mind. I was like, this is this is the album. This is the reason I was like, let's try to let's, let's fire this back up again. But, man, uh, there's such a storyteller's sound bob seger there's so much nostalgia in his music the silver bullet band tremendous those guys are great musicians they they add so much to his sound uh I, i'll tell you what i remember uh when i did this review uh i there were there was a point i had like five tens on this album and i, I did dial it back a little bit i was like my god this is so, i mean all, so many songs right. i know that was too much uh sometimes you just enjoy something so much that that you just want to give a lot of high scores to it and in all fairness, okay, probably wasn't iconic some of those songs, but I think I did have at least three and, and several like nines and nine point fives and stuff on this album. It was one of my favorites we reviewed all year. I, I mean, I knew Bob Seger going in, but I don't, I didn't know it as well as I did coming back out of it. I definitely did a deep dive of a few more albums after that. But yeah, it's my number two album of the year. Fantastic. All right, all Anthony. right. Great.
sir. my number two black sabbath's paranoid uh they're another band i keep saying that tonight i should dive more into and i picked this one because this album really hit me hard i mean it it's another band like they were greatest hits band for me i didn't realize stepping beyond their hits how great their stuff was and their songs are so layered and transitioned and just the power and the beauty in a lot of their, their music and i can see why they influence metal in such a way and this is another album that just put me on a deep dive man i think i listened to anywhere from five to seven black sabbath albums in a week's time after this one just trying to capture that feel again and you know you've got war pigs on there too paranoid oh, iron yeah. man i mean they could almost be on the mount it's rushmore classic too. rock songs it's a monster so album dude. monsters uh it's an amazing album even planet caravan which we disagreed on some but <laughs> i still <laughs> enjoy that one a lot man so um the pantera has a great version of it so uh, yeah, Black Sabbath's Paranoid has to be number two for me. Just it's like one of those impact albums, you know. That's this year, you know, just diving into it hard. And Anthony, know. just to defend your statement, as you both know, I kind of got a record player for Christmas and kind of got into vinyl. Uh, my first six records, Paranoid was number six. Yeah. Just so you know, I had to get that album, and it's that good of a record. It's worthy of picking that one up on it's, vinyl, and it's it's amazing. It's funny record. how we've come back to vinyl, isn't it? It, well, you know what? <laughs> I had a we, me and Chris have a mutual friend that I know that used to own a record store. We used to work at a record store. Now he owns a true record store. And um, I having a conversation with him back in November, and uh, he kind of hooked me up with a Buffett album. Yeah. And he said, "Listen, man, you know, once you give it a shot, it's a how did he he explained it to me like vinyl is a dedicated listen. It'll make it you is. have a different respect for the music and a different outcome is at the end of the record. And you I'm like, really you know can't what? be." You can't be moving much with vinyl. You've got to actually put it in a static location. End, exactly. yeah. yeah, and that's and it honestly, it gives you a different appreciation for the record, and it's it's simply a great. It's, great, it's, great. it's funny it's how we've fan. come from. I remember eight tracks with Elvis when I was a kid, to cassettes, to CDs, and also we've come back around our age. You know, it's coming back right. to vinyl again. It's like we ditched those for a bit for the digital age and now we're like nah let's get back to the nostalgia it's, again it's it's well, a different younger vibe. generation man my my daughter's boyfriend got a, a record player for christmas and he's with like we we spent last week we spent over in Asheville. we took him with us and and we spent we went to two different record stores just looking for like used vinyl and uh just so you know, that stuff's not cheap now. There was 10 years ago, you could get these things for like a dollar a piece. A dollar, Those days are long gone <laughs> because it's, of its surge in popularity again. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Wow. Well, maybe it's a positive <clears throat> sign for the next generation. Maybe they're learning how to slow down a little bit. So 
Well, I see a lot of things out of this future generation that actually impress me. They're not materialistic at all. They just want to like, of course, maybe that's due to out of them not being able to find jobs and stuff. I don't know, but it's <laughs> hard um, to be materialistic without a job. <laughs> exactly, true. very true. But they care more about like their their uh, work life balance, if you will. I've noticed, so that's good for them. Uh, yeah, man, it's amazing. All right, guys, before I announce my number one, I want to go ahead and tell you guys I had I had five honorable mentions this year, and I'm just going to go through my other five that would have rounded out a top ten for me. And we're there's, you're going to hear a lot of duplication of what y'all spoke about today. First of all, number 10 on my list was the Eagles Desperado. Okay. And that was my honorable mention. And then number nine, Chris, was Black Crow Shake Your Money Maker. Number huh? eight would have been my Conway Twitty Redneck and Love Making. <laughs> and you ready for this one, Anthony? Number seven, Man What's of that? War. Really? Metal. I love that. <laughs> I love that record. Yeah, and then, of course, record. and number six for me was DLR, David Lee Ross, Eat Him and Smile. It was a great revisit, even though I you know, listened to it uh, quite often. But, yeah, man, great, great listen. Now, this one right here is going to be the biggest surprise for both of you guys for me. Uh, my number one would have never come to me. I, you could have asked me this the week before you announced this, and I'd be like, this is garbage. <laughs> Throw up in <laughs> your mouth. Just so right? you know. And then <laughs> all it took was basically a solid week of listening to this stuff, and, and it finally grew on to me and a new appreciation. Hit it, Chris. I just want to say, Anthony, you're about to feel how Jimmy feels when he... Yeah, well, just here you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the boss. Pick, Jimmy. All right. So I'm proud Papa by saying, Give me a little I, misty eyed there, man. For a dude, minute. let me tell you so something. You're, you're looking at somebody who would have never given Bruce Springsteen a, a, a chance in hell to, to impress me at all. Whenever we do this, we actually sit down and we give these things a dedicated listen ourselves and, and we start listening to it lyrically, we listen to it musically, and you start hearing different things. His voice has a soul and a passion that really stands out. And I'm, I'm going back and looking at my reviews, and I'm going to stand by my reviews. Thunder Road did not strike me, although it was one of his powerful hits. Right. Um, but I remember the two songs I gave Chris, uh, Chris to pick out was Night and She's the One. Night made the biggest impression on me, Night's and She's amazing. the One made my next biggest impression. <laughs> was that our flush night? <laughs> it might have been, but I love that song. I love the lyrical content yeah. about that song. And it, you know what? That's the reason why it's number one on my list is number one, it's it's the biggest surprise to me and it's probably one of the best records that I've gone through and thought, man, 
this is actually amazing, and I and I really just crapped on Bruce Springsteen for a very, <laughs> okay. very long time. And don't get me wrong, he does have some garbage songs, but I think, in my opinion, I think if I gave these a second chance, at the older I get here, the more likely I'm actually going to give it a true, honest opinion and a, and a good listen versus just taking right. his image and his style and being like, this guy just grunts around on stage and, and screams right. until he sweats. This is fantastic. This is one, and it's pro, and like you said, Anthony. I think you you labeled this as one of the most iconic albums of all time from the. One 70s. of the most is that iconic. Correct? Yeah, it's up there with "Born in the I, USA" by. Him I will too. say this: I have tried to find this on vinyl. It's very, very, very expensive. Yeah, it's and a big one. It's hard to come by at a very good price. I mean, I'm talking hundreds of bucks. Uh, so two and, songs, and an excellent copy. Two songs not on this album that I would recommend anybody listening to. One of my personal favorites, Racing in the Streets. I think it's on Darkness on the Edge of Town. And Candy's Room. Listen to Candy's Room sometime. The drumming that Max Weinberg does on that will rival any drumming you've ever heard before in your lifetime. The drumming is incredible on that song. So just throw those two out there. But yeah, this album is one of those huge albums. The River was big for him too, and I love The River. Uh, But Born in the USA... He was one of those artists for me when my brother brought him up to me years ago. And he's like, you need to listen to Bruce. I'm like, the Born in the USA guy? That guy? <laughs> you know, because he's so poppy. And, and Dude, that's... When you that, step that off... That was my his, image, Anthony. That's why I'm exactly. like, Born in the USA garbage. Exactly. But when you step Dancing off... In the dark. And get into his earlier catalog or even his later, like Tunnel of Love, amazing album too. Ghost of Tom Joad is an all-acoustic. Nebraska is all-acoustic. Just him and like right. a little Ford tape recorder or something sitting in a basement doing Nebraska. Um, that's an amazing album too. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you uh, really it, dug that. It made an impression, year. dude. It really did. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's why I'm glad we do this podcast. Cause my number one made an impression on me that I would have never in my lifetime chose to listen to. So wow. we'll get into that in a minute, which is probably Chris's number one. So all right, Chris, correct. let's go. Here. I know what's getting ready to happen. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> all right. so often I'm surprised when we review something and then sometimes it just blows my mind surprising and this was one of those uh, I think it's fair to say that us reviewing this album turned me from a casual listener of ZZ Top into a pretty big fan of them uh, the blues rock is so strong on this album I always thought of those guys as a guy with, guys with beards that sang legs and well that's not bad it's not this you know what I mean Like it, I similar with Bruce the way you were talking before uh, man, uh, we all enjoyed this album so much that we picked another album the very next week. I mean, that's 
And then we lost Dusty Hill this year. I want to pull that clip because Dusty sings on that. I mean, it's, it's both of them, but Dusty's got a big part of this song. Guys, I don't know. Like it's you know the tone, guitar tone, the riffs, uh, the slide he uses. I, I mean, Billy's such a great guitarist, great vocalist. The whole album it's fifty years old this year, and it doesn't feel dated at all to me. It's just it was my favorite listen of the year. Easy pick, ZZ Top, Trace Owen Brace, Anthony. <laughs> that's all, that's all I got to say, man. It's just an a- a- unbelievable album. It is. Uh, yeah, and let us all said. on a huge deep dive too. So, yeah, what yeah, he said. True. That's my notes. <laughs> what he said. Sorry, yeah. man. go ahead and play mine too. Okay. You guys knew that'd be the song, right? Perfect ending. I mean, come on. Uh, that song is amazing, man. It, I actually had to take a minute to get back on thoughts and I was listening to it so hard there for a second. Um, it's just an amazing album. Trace Ombre's by ZZ Top, it put me on a, you tell about a massive deep, I mean, it's like two straight weeks of ZZ Top nonstop for me. I think I made it to like one or two albums left to go. I haven't listened to yet by him. I'm not sure why I didn't finish them. I think it were later albums or something, but well, there's two you can't find very easily. So that might well, be I mean, that is, I listened to one on YouTube, um, yeah. but I forget which one it was. But yeah, I don't know what everything Chris said. I mean, it just—it's one of those <laughs> impactful albums that just hits you, and you're just like, "Holy crap! How have I missed this all my entire life?" You don't know where it—it it just unbelievable. And like I said, we lost Dusty Hill earlier this year, which is another tragic thing, and. We've lost a few recently. You know, Mike Nesmith from the Monkees passed away. We just lost Betty White a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ann Rice, one of my favorite authors, passed away. It's just these guys are aging, and we're going to start seeing a lot more legends passing on soon, unfortunately. so. Um, but they got great music like this. will be with us forever, and this album will be around forever. As long as there's music on this earth, this, song, this album will be around. So amazing Agreed. album. Loved it. You know, perfect one for the year for me. Uh, it went right to number one for me, and it stayed there. When I started thinking about this list, it just kept banging at number one. I could not move it off number one. You know, the, you know like I said, push us into Eliminator the week after. and I think I threw that suggestion out to you guys. We should do another ZZ Top out. It just hit me that hard. I was not ready to give up on ZZ Top. Yeah, after that you didn't album. get much resistance either. I think we were all like, yeah, yeah let's do it. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, guys, 
you're making me a proud papa because I love these guys <laughs> way back in the day, and I can and I said it in the love the podcast. It's because of a guy that we used to work for, Chris yeah. Oh Sam man, and uh, he basically gave me my first copy of this on cassette. So yeah, it's amazing, so, amazing. Yeah. Chris, wow. do you have any uh, honorable mentions? You know, I didn't write any down. I will say Wasp definitely was. I initially planned on picking them, but I knew you guys were, and I was like, that's probably enough Wasp for the for the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I was thinking about doing Dwight Yoakam because that album hit me pretty well. Yeah. Uh, that was a great album. That was a fun listen. Uh, I kind of enjoyed The Man of War, too. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> like that was one when you picked it i was like what the hell and it, but yeah it actually grew it was a good album that week uh um, yeah that's about it off the top of my head i but definitely i, I seriously consider wasp and dwight yokum being on this list but they just nice. didn't make the cut very nice yeah my uh actually the conway uh album was number five for a bit then i just that last song i was like i'm not sure i don't want to deem a whole album for one song but when i was comparing it to eat em and smile between the uh, two I was like, every song Eat Him and Smile, even the one that's a little bit off, is still very listenable and still right, very right. enjoyable. And that last song, I just want to just throw it out the window. And I was like, that was my final determination was that song to song basis, which one is the better one? And um, But fair. Conway, that's, yeah. you know, Love Sensation, amazing song. My kids are still asking for the the Cheat and Fire song time by time. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> Um, I made you a woman, man. You forget, don't forget about yeah, that. That's one. a good one too. Classic. And Dan Auerbach's "Waiting on a Song" was on my was an honorable mention. I thought about that one. It didn't hit me hard enough to put it in a top five, right? But I still want to mention it because that was a, that was another one that's like, what the hell are you? Picking? That's one I kind of forgot about, and, and I forgot <laughs> yeah. about the journey too. Yeah, journey oh, yeah. was song. Journey was I forgot about that till just. I thought about journey. List. Bob Seger's "Night Moves" was the yeah, one I thought Seger, about. Man, God, it's a great album. We did yeah. some good records, guys. We really did. Yeah. We I mean, did. we dove into wow. some Leopard, too, this year, and we dove into... I think we had a Leopard yeah. album this year, right? We did. I think we early in the, the year. The High yeah. and Dry. Was it? High and Dry. Yeah. Is, uh, gosh, I was watching... I'm not going to spoil anything, but watching uh, Cobra Kai last night, uh, or yesterday, they closed with the Def Leopard song. Let It Rock, Let It Roll. Is that That's the song. Was that bon on Pyromania? Let It Rock, oh, is Let that Roll bon is Bon Jovi. Let it rock, let it roll. Let let it roll I've only bon seen Jovi, episode one. So is that Bon Jovi? God, it sounds like Def Leppard. Are you sure? Well, they do a song called. Don't they do a song called "Let It Rock"? Hey, Bon Jovi. Yeah, no, no it's no. Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Yeah, because Bon it's Jovi. Def Leppard, man, it's it's on high and dry, I think, or it's Pyromania, one of the two. I have to look it up later. That Anthony, you're the Def Leppard whisperer, man. You, if you don't know, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to say. Let I know the ride. Let It Rock song by Bon Jovi. Let It Rock. Yeah, but I don't think it's called. Oh, that is that is off high and dry. Yeah, I don't think it's called. Let it go. Let it go. That's my bad. My bad. Okay. Well, that's the Let It Rock. It closes Cobra Kai. The very yeah. Yeah. Season. And they played Wasp so, last season. That I want to be somebody. They got some good music. Yeah, Whoever's in charge of that show is doing a good job. Yeah, I was yeah, watching episode one last night. They did Judas Priest, uh, yeah. one of their Judas Priest songs. And I was like, sort of this training montage stuff. So yeah, gave Rocky three a mention, which I'm like, okay, Rocky three. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. That's great. Kind of played the Rocky um, three sort of music in the background. Right. You're doing that little. Well, speech, they, so. there's one scene when Johnny's doing some training, not to let, but it, it's they start playing the Rocky music, and he's yeah. like, <laughs> "Have you watched it yet, Jimmy? I haven't, man. I haven't started yet. Uh, you watch I started it, man. season. It's I started episode. I had too one much stuff night. going on for this week for yesterday. I had spent the day with my mom and. Yeah. taking her shopping doing her thing but uh 
Yeah, man. Wow. We binged the whole thing in one day. So. You yeah, could. It's easy to binge could. if you have yeah. time. I had to go fast. It's only 30-minute episodes. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. All right, guys. You All ready right, for boys. a uh, pick something for pick us, brother? for the week. Okay, here we go. And in this corner, weighing in at 165 pounds, it's the blues rock guru, the master of podcast production, and the man who cannot stop the battery. It's Chris's pick. So I've been wanting to pick this band for a while now, but I didn't quite know how to do it or which album to go with. Uh, but they released an album this past year, back in February, I think, and they've two pretty big hits that have been on the radio for a while that I've actually thought, yeah, these are really good songs, and it sounds just like their classic stuff. I'm going with the Foo Fighters, the album's called Medicine at Midnight. It's only like nine songs, but it rocks from what I can tell, so I think thank you God guys will enjoy that. Songs. Yeah. So thank God it's only nine songs. Oh, please. You're going to like it. <laughs> I know Jimmy is one of his favorite bands. He goes and wow. sees them in concert. Actually, I don't mind the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters have some good tunes. I've never Foo really tunes. listened to it much, but they have some good music. Oh, yeah. Classic James, do you approve of the pick? No, it's, it's going to get a thumbs up for me and my wife because now she'll be able to tolerate that. <laughs> <laughs> and what's it called again? It's called Medicine, Medicine at, at Midnight. Midnight. Medicine at Midnight? Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. We'll give it a shot. See how it goes. See how it goes. All right, boys. Maybe we'll. we'll piggyback off that and pick a few other ones similar to that uh next couple of weeks or something we'll see yeah, how it goes. Yeah. for sure i think anthony's next right <sighs> i don't know we kind of lost track with uh oh, Anthony's brother of, picking the previous <laughs> right right yeah i forgot about that it was is it my turn after this i don't even i will figure it out we'll, we'll figure it out good. yeah actually i picked the damn yankees then we did the doors and then it's Anthony's the doors was sort of an outlier, it's sort of one. Well, yeah, that, that would be the one we did for for your brother, of course. Yeah, and then of course Chris swings us back into the new year here in 2022, and then Anthony, you'll go next. So, okay, we'll keep that in mind. That's <laughs> all. Awesome. a winner. Okay, all right, Anthony, you got anything going on this week? Yeah, I'm diving into some Gordon Lightfoot, Jimmy Buffett, Gordon Lightfoot. He's wow. been a Gordon's Gordon Lightfoot's gold, been a uh, Gordon Lightfoot's amazing. <laughs> um, He's got he's he's been a big influence on Buffett's career and Buffett's covered some of his songs and just kind of talking about the general stuff cool, like about Gordon's big hits and things like that. So nice, nice, nice. Well, kiddos, I say we wrap this up. Wish everybody a happy new year for Audible Ecstasy Podcast. This is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. And this is it. Thank you for listening to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Join us next week when we review. Medicine at Midnight by the Foo Fighters. We'll see you then.